Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Mama on a Mission. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Mama on a Mission podcast. I'm your host, Charlotte Jonesy, certified positive psychology coach, business mentor, and mum. I thought I ruined my life when I had a baby. After a traumatic 90 hour labour and struggling through a very messy start to motherhood with postnatal depression, I lost my mind, identity, confidence, and I hated my postpartum body. Now I adore being a mum and I'm more motivated than ever. I've built a successful business that gives me the freedom and flexibility to be with my family and I set up this podcast to help mums not feel alone in their struggles. I am a mama on a mission to imperfectly empower mums postpartum and beyond. My goal is to help one million mums improve their mental health, shift their mindset, get body confident and reach their goals without the mum guilt. Together on this show, we are going to redefine what it means to be a working mum in the modern world, whether you're looking to build a side hustle, make money online, or pivot in careers. This is your non-judgmental mum club that helps you grow in every area of your life because taking care of you is taking care of your kids too. Now let's dive in. Hi ladies, I want to talk about birth control after babies on this podcast today with a very special guest. But before I share this incredible mum and businesswoman, I just want to quickly share my story about choosing birth control after babies because I actually felt like it was such a big decision after giving birth. Like when you're mentally and physically repairing and like your hormones are all over the place, they're adjusting and you go to that six week postpartum checkup and the last thing you wanna do is talk about contraception or even think about having sex. (laughs) But it's actually a really important decision that us women have to make. And I want to share my story because I know some of you will really relate to this. Some of you may or may not know that I actually fell pregnant on the pill four months into my new relationship. And after having my baby, it was actually a really huge decision. And I felt like I honestly didn't have enough knowledge or information on making the right choice really on like what what options do I have for contraception and I actually ended up back on the pill because genuinely it's actually all I knew it's the only option that I felt the doctor kind of supported and I know everyone has a very different experience of this but traditionally that's kind of what's been pushed on us as women but when I started to take the pill again I felt angry. I felt irritated. My mood swings were all over the place. I had meltdowns. I actually felt like I had this huge cloud over my head and I know my relationship was crumbling at this point. I mean, I was going through postnatal depression anyway and I just felt that putting fake hormones into my body was not right after giving birth. So I stopped straight away, but then I was like, 
shit, what, what do I do? And I actually didn't know about natural cycles before this. And it was only until I started doing my own research and as a 30-year-old woman, <laughs> not knowing my cycles, not knowing my body, not knowing what options I had, I actually feel like that's mental. Um, so I just went on this journey to have a look at what other options are available to me without putting fake hormones into my body. So... Personally, I decided to go on this hormone-free route and this was natural cycles. And when I say this has been the best thing for my body, my mental health and my well-being, like it doesn't mess with me in a way that uh, hormonal contraceptions do. And it's 100% natural. It's no hormones. Uh, it's a birth control. It's side effect free. And now, honestly, I've been using this for a year and I'm still using it. And I just feel empowered. I feel like I'm in control, not my hormones are in control. I feel more level-headed. I feel happier. Like, I just feel like I'm in such a better place than when I was taking hormonal contraception. And just want to caveat that... It's so easy to use, genuinely. Like, I, when I wake up, before I go and get Leo, I literally just take my temperature with the natural cycles thermometer and I put the reading into the app and their algorithm then tells me my fertility status for the day. The red days are the days that I need to use protection if I have sex and the green days are not, um, as I'm not fertile. So... It's a 98% effective with perfect use and it's 93% effective with typical use. So honestly, it's a game changer for me. I've got an exclusive discount only on this podcast and you can actually use Charlotte J. I'll put it in the show notes for 20% off your annual subscription and a free thermometer with it. So I just wanted to share that. I wanted to share my story, but now I want to introduce my guest because she's actually the founder of Natural Cycles. And the reason why I wanted Alina on today is because I just admire her story and I want her to tell it, not me, because I've been talking for way too long. Um, but she's a mum of business and she is the person that founded something that had never been done before. And honestly, if there's any woman to empower another woman, it's this woman. So welcome to the show, Alina. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So tell us your journey, like where did this begin and how did natural cycles come about? Yes, yeah, so it goes back really a long way. When I was 15 or 16, I was put on the pill, but I also had like a lot of side effects from it, mental side effects. So I also experienced a lot of anger. And with that, I broke up with my boyfriend because I broke up with my boyfriend. I quit the pill and then I realized that it was actually the pill and not my boyfriend, that was the problem. I then started to like, uh, as a teenager, read uh, in the library about like what natural methods are there, but I, I didn't find anything that was easy to use or anything that uh, was effective enough. So I went on the hormonal implant for about 10 years. Then I also became a scientist in particle physics and I did my research at the CERN laboratory outside uh, Geneva in Switzerland. And that's a lot about like data. Um, so I, I love data and I love analyzing data. And when I was, um, after 10 years of being on the 
hormonal implant, I was uh, it was time to take it out for the third time, but I also wanted to have children in a few years. I didn't want to put in a new one. And so I was kind of in the same situation again, except this time I was 28 years old and also a scientist. So again, I was looking for a natural contraceptive method until I was ready to have children. And now I could read all the research papers and I realized that actually your body temperature changes when you ovulate. So you can use that to figure out when you're ovulating and you can use that to then calculate when you're fertile and when you're definitely not fertile. And for me, that was a revelation. I'm like, oh, I, w- I wish I knew this before. Um, so I, got, I became kind of obsessed with my own body, its temperature, figuring that out. And my scientist colleagues, also the, the female ones, started measuring their temperature and gave me their data. And um, there was a moment uh, in summer of 2012 um, where we also got married and on our honeymoon, my husband and I were like talking about if we would ever leave physics, what would we do? And he then had the, the idea of putting this algorithm I started creating for myself and my friends into an app such that all women and couples could profit from it to use it as a natural contraceptive method, but also as a way to get pregnant because it's two different sides of the same coin in a way, understanding when you're fertile. And I thought, this is actually very exciting, something I really wanted to do. So we quit our jobs in physics, and I kind of locked myself into our apartment for a year to make the algorithm work for all types of women, all types of cycles, and also like developing the app. And now it's been, yeah, almost 10 years, and we've really come a long way. And we became, in 2017, the first app to be Uh, cleared as a contraceptive method in Europe, so C and marked in class 2B. And in 2018, we also became clear, FDA cleared in the US uh, as the first digital product to to be able to use as a contraception. Uh, And this is a lot thanks to a lot of clinical research we've done. We've today published 14 clinical studies on women's health and about how effective natural cycles is. And as you mentioned before, uh, it's about 93% effective with typical use, so similar to the pill, actually. But it also has a lot of upsides, like knowing your body. And, and just like your story, most of our users, they, they say that this is the most part of natural cycles, is that they really feel empowered by knowing where they are in the cycle, knowing when they have PMS, knowing when they're fertile, knowing when they ovulate, and how that affects them both physically and mentally. Oh, I love your story. And something that you just mentioned there was that you literally just locked yourself in your room for a year, which is a major risk, isn't it? So anyone kind of listening to this or a mum who wants to like set up her own business or like, how did you know that this was something that was going to going to work out because you said like you quit your jobs like what was that process of going okay this is going to work I'm going to make it work and let's just do it well I of course did not know that um, ahead of time (laughs) but I I just felt like this is a product that women need it needs to be on the market it needs to be an effective uh, natural alternative for women that are struggling with side effects or, or just like me kind of want to take a break from hormones before you have kids, in between kids. So I I really felt like this is a product that women need to have access to. And that's motivated me to like 
you know, uh, take all these risks and not have a salary for two years and, and just make it happen. Yeah. So when did you know that this product was working? Well, I think one important moment was quite early in the beginning, because when when I used it myself initially, I got really excited to measure my temperature every morning because this would really tell me something about my own body. But I, I fear that it would be mainly me or other scientists because I'm so obsessed with data and I, I am a scientist. And I was wondering, like, would this feeling also be true for any woman? So when we got a first set of users and that was the feedback we were getting, I was like, ah, it's not just me. It's also the feelings our other users get. So uh, I think that was uh, a milestone to get that uh, insight into our users, basically. Yeah, that feedback is so important, isn't it? And just to know that you are doing something for, I mean, it's for the greater good, as in like, you know, God, 10 years ago when we weren't having these conversations, we were just getting on with it. You know, the pill was kind of pushed on you and you were just like, okay, this is what I know. This is what I'm going to carry on with. But actually, little did we talk about the effects or little did people publish anything about what the pill does to you. We kind of knew the side effects, but no one spoke about it. And I feel like we've come such a long way from those times as well in that we can actually have more decision making around how we want to control what we put in our bodies and I'll never forget when this was after birth and when I went back on the pill and I don't want to talk too much about the pill but I think majority when I spoke to women on my you know the feedback that I got on my own social channels was that they just kind of went with the pill. That's why I'm kind of referring to that one mostly. And I think because of the, also the very similarity in people say, oh, you can't get pregnant on the pill and you absolutely can. It is not 100% effective. There's always a risk, isn't there, in terms of whatever contraception you're ever going to go on. There's always some sort of risk. And sometimes I just think, you know, there's divine intervention. Like, I think my little boy was meant to be here. That's just, it was meant to happen. But Just coming back to kind of this, I will never forget that when I was making this decision about the contraception, I almost felt like I didn't have the decision on what brand to use, as in I had gone through so many different variations and I knew the ones that sent me crazy they honestly sent me so wild you know like that anger that frustration that irritation upset for no reason like you 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 basically ended your relationship I'm pretty sure I I probably ended my relationships as well based on my behavior that was definitely influenced by that but I didn't feel that I even had control over what choice I had with brand because they were trying to push a certain brand on me because of cost and that's the reality um so you just bring in about natural cycles to give you an option to go you can take your temperature and understand yourself your body you can level your mental health out by this like it's just it honestly is mind-blowing so I'm kind of going off on a tangent because you can tell that I'm passionate about this subject. (laughs) And I'm passionate about sharing 
kind of the natural way to do it as well. But there are going to be people that um, will question, like, how effective this is, like, if you do it the natural way. And, and they will say things like there's been unplanned pregnancy. So I just want to understand from your perspective, like, what would you say to those people? And what challenges have you overcome in this? Yeah, I mean, it's um, when you're an innovative new product, there's, of course, a lot of skepticism, which is also healthy, right? I mean, women's health is such an important and sensitive topic. And um, this is also why we have done so many clinical studies and shown that repeatedly are shown and shown that the effectiveness is 93% with typical use and 98% with perfect use, which means the difference between the two is that you actually don't have unprotected sex when the app tells you that you're fertile. That's that's the only thing you need to comply with to get to a perfect user. Uh, while with the pill, for instance, you, you cannot forget to take a pill, which is maybe something you do without being uh, aware of it. So that's really important. And I think also some skepticism comes be- because the natural methods used to be like, you, you track your period and you guess when you ovulate somewhere in between, basically the calendar method, as it's called. And that's really not effective because you don't know when you ovulate. And we know for sure that all women's cycles are unique. You can ovulate at very different times. And that's why we measure temperature to make sure that you only get those green days when you actually are not fertile. So it comes from a background of not being very effective. Women also used to track their temperature by hand, which is of course very difficult thing to do. And then you use very simple rules and uh, clinical studies have shown that that is not effective. So um, you really do need an algorithm like ours to to make it more or less fail safe. So like um, the probability of getting a wrong green day is very, very low. So the pregnancies that we have is mainly due to either that users do still have unprotected sex on a red day, uh, but then they're aware of that. And often what they also say is like, okay, we kind of wanted kids somewhat soon, so we took that risk, but we were aware of it. Uh, And our average user is 30 years old, so many of our users are thinking about having children in in somewhat the near future. So I think that's very important to, to stress that, you know, don't go with something that isn't a medical device. Like natural cycles is a medical device for contraception and don't use something where you don't know when you ovulate. Amazing. And something else that I would love for us to discuss is the cycles because we've mentioned this, but actually knowing your cycle is so important. And again, I got to 30 and... (laughs) I had no idea about my cycle, genuinely. And now I actually understand how it affects my mood, my energy levels. Like, I actually know when I am best performing in my business or best performing. Like, I choose to do certain activities or book things in around different cycles as in like I know I'm going to have more energy like after my period um don't quote me on the you could probably share what the actual names are because I always forget them but I do know the different phases and I I now can communicate with my partner 
before, because I know a week up to my period is probably the worst time. And it's probably the time where, I mean, it's interesting, we're having this conversation and I'm actually, I know that I'm coming up to my period. And my head's a little bit more fuzzy. I'm not as energetic. I feel a little bit more, uh, uh, a bit all over the place. Whereas like after my period, after that kind of has gone... I'm like alive again and I feel like in such a different headspace. So just talk us through like the different cycles and how it actually impacts you as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what you're experiencing is is what most women do experience. And that is like, um, so you start your cycle on the period uh, and then uh, you get into what's called the follicular phase, which where the estrogen hormone <laughs> starts to rise leading up to ovulation. So that's why... Uh, you can only get pregnant when you ovulate, but sperm can survive up to five days in your body. So uh, as your estrogen level rises, it's, the body becomes more friendly for sperm. But that's also when you're feeling like you can do anything. You can climb the mountain. You can get that business <laughs> deal done and be an awesome mom at the same time. And that's also usually when we feel a little bit more frisky <laughs> because that's when you are fertile. So that's when the body wants to have sex. Uh, so that's, I would say, a great time of the cycle to enjoy. Uh, and then indeed, like after ovulation, the progesterone hormone rises instead. And that's what causes the PMS, the premenstrual syndrome that you're describing, that you might feel a bit more like foggy or like often your breasts get a bit tender and you get a bit more tired. Um, and natural cycles has a uh, a reminder feature that it can remind you when you usually get your PMS so you can understand ah it's not that the world is ending it's, it's just this part of my cycle when I feel like this uh, and then it <laughs> starts all over again when when the next period comes yeah, I mean, you explained it so much better than I did. I just go by emotion. But actually, it's something that I have been building into since I've learned about my own cycle and the impact it has on our mood and emotions. I have, like you was just saying, like we feel like that the world is ending at this point. And actually, if you just ask yourself the question, like, where am I actually in my cycle? And I ask my clients this as well. And it's not to be honestly patronizing. It's to go, are you aware of where you're at? Because it, it might have an impact on how you're feeling and your emotions and the way you're dealing or coping with things. And Actually, most of the time, they come back and they say, oh, it's because I'm in that phase. Okay, now I now I can have a little bit more compassion or be more accepting of where I'm at and work with that rather than kind of this whole conflict that, that we've always kind of gone with or never really understood. And I just feel like it's such an, a nice place to have an app that you can literally, because I have those notifications as well, which is why I actually know so much more about myself and the whole cycles, because I have that delivered to me and I don't need to do anything. All I've done is taken my temperature in the morning. Like it's so easy just to do. And you know what? I'm going to be honest and say that I was not the best at taking the pill and who knows whether it was because I missed a pill or I got sick and that's how I ended up getting pregnant. Who knows? I have no idea either. But what I will say is I never forget to take my temperature because it's literally by my morning 
coffee, as in like I get it out the night before. I put my cup there. I put my temperature there. So it's a reminder for me, as in like that's my my cue. Okay, I need to take my temperature. But I'm just saying like it's such an easy thing to do, isn't it? Oh, literally, you could have it by the side of your bed. I literally wake up and like you just literally pop it in your mouth and you've got, you don't have to do anything and then you just pop it into the app. One important difference is also that even if you do forget to measure your temperature sometimes, you might end up with a bit more red days, but at least you're then aware that you need to use protection. Because I do think that is a quite common reason for unintended pregnancy on, on the pill is because you forget to take it, but you're not aware that you forgot to take it. So you, you don't use protection necessarily. But it's important to note that no contraception is 100% effective. You can, you can always get pregnant on any contraceptive method if you do have sex. And I think it's obvious, but being in doing this now for 10 years, I realized that most people don't actively think about it. But I think it's important to, when you do choose a contraceptive method, it's important to read up like, what are the different side effects? What are different effectiveness to actually take that informed decision? Um, and nowadays, there's a lot of great um, material for that. For instance, in the UK, there's a website called The Lowdown that really tries to map out the different contraceptive methods, their pros and the cons, the effectiveness. So there's a lot of good resources today that maybe wasn't there 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and I don't think it definitely was. So I'll have a check out of that, actually. Something else that you said before this, and I quickly made a note, which I never even knew, is that the sperm stays in your system up to five days. Is that what you said? I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> can, you ex- yes. can you explain that? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit creepy, huh? <laughs> yeah, so basically, like, when the estrogen rises in in your body leading up to ovulation, the cervical mucus changes, so it becomes more stretchy. You might notice that yourself, like when, when you're fertile about to ovulate, you have this more like egg white like cervical mucus, and that's very like sperm friendly. So even if you have sex like say two, two three days before ovulation, it might live in there in the cervical mucus and wait for the egg to come. And once, because most pregnancies actually happen Uh, quickly after the egg is released and the sperm is already there waiting for the egg kind of so you're the most fertile the day before you ovulate and really if you're trying to get pregnant there there are three main days where you have a a high chance of conception and that's ovulation day and the two days before oh wow wow I mean that's definitely something I've learned that's new and I'm I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people (laughs) listening that have learned like they never knew that either (laughs) I I know that you actually used natural cycles to get pregnant yourself didn't you yeah so we when we were ready to plan a pregnancy uh, for the first time with our daughter Uh, We were, of course, scared that if we get pregnant, no one will believe that natural cycles work. So we were quite bold and we wrote on Twitter exactly what day we would start trying for a baby uh, to show the world kind of like that we're actually trying. So when a baby comes, it's not an accident. And we we were very lucky and we managed to get pregnant on exactly that day. And, And Alba, our daughter, was born nine months later. And now also we have a son um, so we have uh, we're very lucky with two beautiful children one daughter one son that we really appreciate wow I mean <laughs> that's testament to the product you've built right <laughs> and your husband is also in the same field as you did you meet how did you meet I want to know <laughs> so we we met at university actually like uh, he's 
he's Austrian and I'm Swedish. And we both did an exchange year in California at UCSB to study physics there. So we met in the library doing our physics homework. It's so wow. geeky. So he usually tells people <laughs> we met surfing in California, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Is he a co-founder in the business? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So- yeah, we are both co-founders and we're co-CEOs. So we really run this together. So we've been working together now for almost 10 years. Wow. Okay. And and how long have you actually been together? Um, it's more than 15 years. Wow. Coming up on 16 years. Yeah. Wow. So tell us what it's like to kind of work with your husband and obviously bring up two children as well together, as well as running a really successful business. What's... Maybe not for every couple, I can say that. But we we always, we still do like to spend really 24-7 with each other. Like, uh, it's almost a bit ridiculous. But we like now after, with COVID, we work mainly from home, but we really sit next to each other. And, um, <laughs> and we really do enjoy doing more or less everything together. And I think that's almost a prerequisite to be able to run a business together. But then also, like, we, we have very clear areas of responsibility so I'm responsible for the products and also the the growth of the business and he's responsible for the regulatory part the finance and working on uh, hardware improvements so since we have kind of well-defined areas usually it doesn't clash very much Okay, that's good. So you actually hashed out the roles and responsibilities before like it got to any kind of difficulties. Yeah. But indeed, like having children, I think was was maybe the hardest part though. And by now, you know, we figured it out. But in the beginning, it was a little bit like, oh, how does this fit into all of this? Because it's much harder to to plan or, or divide responsibilities because it's much more fluid in a way. But now our daughter is soon turning eight. So we figured it out by now. and how have you figured it out because running as you know I know with running a business and having a child and trying to juggle all the plates and spinning a million different ones it's not easy at times and it can have such an impact on your relationship I mean me and my partner have been navigating some difficult times recently because I invested so much into my studying and my business and you know, my little one that actually I was giving no time to him, that our relationship wasn't getting the love and support it needed to grow and continue. So how do you how do you build that in or how do you set boundaries so that you do have family time or time together? Yeah, I mean, clearly we we're a special case. We do have a lot of time together. Uh, But indeed, like one thing that we noticed when COVID hit was that we had more time to talk about work during the day since we worked at home together uh, that we maybe didn't have before in the office. And that meant that we talked less about work in the evening, So, uh, which I think was good because in the evening you're often tired, a bit grumpy. And, you know, after you put the kids to bed, you're like, okay, give me a break. But I think, like, when it comes to the children, it also, like, it was really important for us to also share responsibilities there. And I think we do that really well. So we, we do it very equally. And then of course, it's very important to, to have help. So like, I think we wouldn't function without our nanny, like uh, uh, without our nanny, 
we wouldn't be able to work in you know the same amount as we would really need to to be able to run natural cycles. So I, I always like also think about how grateful I am to her. We have the most amazing nanny that the children love and that makes life so much easier for us. And when was that point that you decided that you needed a nanny? What was the thought process behind that? So first we we lived in in Switzerland, then in Sweden and now in the US. And in Sweden, we didn't have a nanny. We used the daycare system that everyone does. But here in the US, when our son was born, he's born here, you don't have the same support system here of, of daycare, etc. Uh, so since I didn't take more than two, three weeks of maternity leave, I, I kind of needed a nanny here to to figure that out. And I'm very grateful for that now, because especially now, now our son, he just turned three and he's also going to what's called here um, like a twos program this year. So it's very limited amount of time at daycare. It's like two and a half hours, three times a week, but he still gets sick all the time. So like if I wouldn't have the nanny, I would probably not be able to work more than say two hours a week. And it's just not possible for me. Um, so here in the US, there are a lot of great nannies. Well, in Sweden, for instance, it's not common to have a nanny because you, you have much more support through the daycare system. So it's a little bit different, I think, wherever you live. Yes, definitely. And actually, I was talking about this on my stories earlier, because childcare systems are all different. And the support that you get from that's either government funded or the state funded, whatever it is in different countries, it varies so much. I mean, particularly in the UK, I was talking about how my childcare now is way more than my rent, way more. And that's actually insane like that's I, crazy yeah. I pay more for my child to go to like daycare than like nursery and then I do to live in my home like wh- when did that imbalance like happen but just going back to kind of nannying because I think over here in the UK there's a little bit of stigma or judgment around hiring a nanny Um, and I was looking at this before because I was like okay do I need a nanny help or do I need like childcare or do I go to a childminder like there's so many different options you don't really know but the more I was looking at forums or listening to other mums there was I mean mum judgment is a real thing and I would love to know from your perspective like have you ever had mum guilt around it or have you ever felt judged for it? I would say here in the US, it's so common that I don't feel that way here. Um, But definitely in Sweden, it's common to take a year of maternity leave and I didn't. And that I felt a lot of uh, mom guilt around. But I've realized now that when it comes to like women empowerment, childcare is such a crucial part. Like we cannot have that expectations on ourselves that we're supposed to be present for our children 24-7 and have a kick-ass career, it's just not possible. So we have to like give ourselves the slack that if you if you want to have a career, then it's okay to also have childcare. It's it's a necessity. And children will the children will grow up and be amazing anyway. Like still my son is like I'm very clearly number one to him, even though we have a nanny. Like 
when I actually have to hide in my house because if he sees me, he, he, he won't let me go. Uh, so like, it's, it's no question to me that even though we have a nanny, I'm still the number one person in his life. So I, I don't worry about, he, he has the most amazing upbringing. So I, I don't worry about him. No, I love that. It's actually really refreshing to hear you say that because I think more mums need to hear it and to just know that it's okay to have childcare. It's okay to have support. You don't have to do everything on your own. You don't have to. And you don't have to spin every single plate. I just want to bring up for a minute that you took two to three weeks maternity leave, which is obviously very little and at this stage gosh they're like they're crying and they're I don't I don't even know at what state I was in at two to three weeks not very good <laughs> so how did you get your head back in the game into your business I think it was much more challenging the first time with my daughter because I, I had really a, a tough birth experience and, and indeed a, a postpartum depression after that and I was trying to figure out breastfeeding but it really didn't work well for me because I have like giant babies. They come out 10 pounds and then they're very hungry. And somehow it didn't work out. But with my son, then it's, I, I kind of was more prepared for that. So I, uh, and also talked to the pediatrician that said like, he will be just as fine on formula. So like I, I took off the pressure of breastfeeding and then I could actually enjoy him as a baby in a very different way that I could not with my daughter but then I think when it comes to natural cycles, I think I'm I'm lucky in the sense that I it was never a challenge for me to to be able to think about the business. It was more a challenge for me to be able to know how to be a good mom the first time around with my daughter after a tough birth and struggling with breastfeeding. Well, well done you for actually recognising it because it's so hard to go through it. I also had a very traumatic birth and also struggled with postnatal depression badly. So any woman that gets through it and overcomes it and does something like, you know, you've you've overcome it, but you've done something so incredible for other women to empower them and to take control of their health, which I feel women's health has always been in the hands of men, you know, for centuries. And it's only, I can't believe like we're in 2022. And I feel like only now really, we're starting to see this major shift in women taking back the control. And honestly, I just want to say thank you to you for actually doing this and allowing women to feel like they're in more control of their mental health their their body their cycle their like it's done so much for me personally so just a personal thank you but I'd also just want to say thank you on behalf of women because this is what we actually needed and it was probably such a a major risk for you to take this and just you've made it happen well thank you for saying that hearing our our users stories and how we've changed their life to the better is is my motivation and my ultimate inspiration so that that is what makes my job amazing every day so thank you for telling me that um I want to know because it can get really difficult and challenging in businesses. Um, You know, you can have real highs and lows, and especially at the beginning. How did you overcome those 
lows? Like what kept you going? Well, I think it, it is exactly that, that I, I know that I'm doing something good for women and for the world. And, and you know, just keeping that in mind keeps me going. And then I think it also really helps to have a, a co-founder, like that we're two, me and my husband, we're doing it together because then we also go through the, the lows together. And I think, I don't think I would have managed to do it on my own because uh, then, you know, you have to absorb everything on your own. So like being two, at least two co-founders, I think it really helps. Yeah. And what about for anyone who's considering natural cycles but really isn't sure because all they've known is hormonal contraception and they're on the edge which I actually had a lot of feedback from a lot of women saying oh I've been looking at this but I'm just not sure or I've been looking at this but I worry because it's a natural route like there is this feeling that because it's you know quote unquote natural that it's not as effective, which we know statistically it is, and you've done the research, you've got the data, but just from like a human perspective, like from a woman to woman, anyone who's like considering it, what would you say? Well, I would say first of all, like read up carefully about natural cycles, but about all options and see what's right for you because there's no one size fits all when it comes to contraception. It's such a personal choice. And then I also want to say that I, I really understand that it does feel scary because in some sense, it's trusting yourself and trusting your own body of, you know, being in control of your own body. So I totally understand that it's scary. I mean, I also quit hormonal contraception 10 years ago and, and it is a scary step. But once you start using natural cycles and, and learning how your own body works, you realize it's it's not rocket science. It's just your own body. And if you see how it works, you can be in control of it. And then it's not so scary anymore. It's more empowering. But there are two things that are important to mention. One is that natural cycles obviously does not protect against STIs. Only condoms do. Uh, so if you're on the pill, you're, you're already aware of that. But if you use just condoms, it's important that it's, you know, you're in a stable relationship. And it's only for women above 18 because we have not performed any clinical studies among women below 18. Okay, amazing. That's really good to know. Thank you so much for sharing your story and just everything about natural cycles, which is why I wanted you on and just to kind of empower either mums who want to make that shift and move or mums who want to just take a risk and go after their you know their goals without that guilt because that's one of the things I always say is about helping mums go after their goals without the guilt and I mean I don't believe really that guilt is a real it shouldn't be even a, a consideration but it is a real thing um so I just wanted to say thank you for being an awesome guest um is there anything else you wanted to share before we kind of end this episode I'd love for you to share like where people can find you to learn more about natural cycles too yeah I think that the best place to go is naturalcycles.com you can find all kinds of information we also uh, have an a uh, amazing blog called cycle matters and also a, a great instagram account where we not just talk about natural cycles but we talk about women's health in general because we feel like there's so much misinformation and we really try to 
lead the way of like spreading education around anything related to women's health. So follow us on Instagram, go to our website, read our blog. There's so much uh, also fun information about women's health in there. Amazing. And actually, I'm going to leave everything in the show notes below. Um, But I've got an exclusive discount only on this podcast. And you can actually use Charlotte J. I'll put it in the show notes for 20% off your annual subscription and a free thermometer with it. So if you put that code into the checkout you get 20% off the annual subscription and a free thermometer so if you're on the edge and you're not really sure then you might as well just give it a go with the 20% off so I just wanted to share that too thank you so much Alina for sharing this and you've been awesome and I've loved chatting to you well thanks for having me it's been real fun Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love it if you would subscribe and leave me a review and tell me what you loved about the episode because this helps more mums. And as a special thank you, I will send you a free resource, which is the Get Shit Done Mama Productivity Planner to help you feel more organized, more motivated and inspired on a daily basis. All you have to do is leave me a review on Apple iTunes and send a screenshot over to info at charlottejonesy.com and we'll send you a free copy see you in next week's episode lots of love and light you're listening to mama on a mission